Nerds, welcome to the Captain's Quarters, the unofficial Star Trek rewatch podcast where we are rewatching the entire Star Trek franchise, starting at the beginning of the official chronology. We have worked our way through Star Trek Enterprise, the entire series, all four seasons. We just finished the finale. Season 4, episode 22, called These Are the Voyages. So I'm Gabe, and with my co-captain Jason. Jason, are you devastated by what you just saw? Um, I'd actually like to hear what you think and what you thought about the episode. Um, Yeah, so this part that you're hearing right now will be on our regular podcast feed, but Jason and I just watched the finale together i had never seen it jason saw it 20 years ago or whatever Mm -hmm. and uh i may have not i'm actually may not have seen this okay to be honest with you now that now that i've seen it i i don't think i've seen i i'm pretty sure i haven't seen it you call yourself a trekkie i know i know i know i'm gonna i was gonna i was gonna hand you back my card (laughs) so we we streamed it on YouTube, us watching it, kind of like a mystery science theater type thing, um, which we'll probably do more of in the future. Uh, so you can watch along with us before we uh, before we talk about the episode. But, I mean, it's a lot to take in, honestly. You know... And normally after I watch the episode, I watch it the day before and I have time to collect my thoughts and write up my notes and, but you know, this is, we're hot off the presses right now. We literally just finished the episode and just, you know, the whole thing feels like you could tell that they were informed that it was going to get canceled just a couple episodes ago. Yeah. And they, they didn't, they didn't plan for that. And they had to conjure up as much like meaning and like wrapping it up that they could in, in a couple episodes. And um, I think they did a good job. Uh, I thought there were some really good episodes this season in particular. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it does, it feels like something's missing for sure. And then also I'm, I'm kind of blown away. They did not resolve what they set up in episode 21, Terra prime. You know, they, they had a whole, suspenseful subplot with with this Terra Prime organization that that uh was like a purist like fascist anti-alien group that was hijacking earth they made like this like death star thing on Mars right with yep, some sort complete of yeah take on uh from Star Wars for sure yeah or awesome powers. If you yeah, or awesome if you powers. Pay me one million dollars. One hundred million dollars. <laughs> yeah. So well, and they they didn't even reference it, did they? So nope. I mean, we always knew that they would have prevailed, right? But we don't know how they did or, or what what it was. I guess it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. But I can't help but wonder if if there was like a decision of like, you know, no, you guys are canceled like now. So whatever you're doing, stop it. Uh, you have, you have one episode to wrap it up and then you're done. Um, and so that was weird. That part of it was weird. It was, I literally thought we were watching the wrong episode, um, because we weren't, smack dab in the middle of the action of resolving this Terra Prime thing. Right. And then they added in the element of of Captain Reichert from The Next Generation. So we were experiencing this like final chapter of, of Captain Archer's Enterprise um, 
the NXO one mm-hmm. via a program that Reichert was running 200 years in the future of Captain Archer's time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so that's so that's the other thing, Jason, is because we were doing what we're doing with with streaming it and watching it together. I kind of missed what records um, intentions were. Yeah, and and that's where. So there's a lot taken because I did not realize that this was going to tie into a Star Trek The Next Generation episode, season, I think it was six or seven, called The Pegasus. Okay. And, I, and, I, and I, guess I'm, I, I guess I'm okay with talking about it because that season six or seven episode of The Pegasus from Next Generation is going to be so far away from mm-hmm. where right. we are right now that mm-hmm. probably, that, you know, we'll probably forget about it, but in that episode, essentially, and I'm going to do a little synopsis of that episode. Sure, yeah. So the Enterprise is ordered to pick up an admiral. And he was mentioned in this episode. His name's Admiral Pressman, Eric Pressman. And he was Commander William Riker's first commanding officer as. Uh, as command as commander Riker was an ensign like you know fresh out of the academy you know six months out of the academy you know it's his first assignment and he's aboard this starship called the Pegasus unbeknownst to us the viewers through a major part of the episode the the story is that The command crew, the so Eric Pressman, Admiral Pressman, or Captain Pressman at the time, and Ensign Riker are on this mission, and something happens, and the crew decides to mutiny. They don't like what's going on. They don't like, you know, the crew decides to mutiny on board the ship, and no one knows why. Okay. So, so, so Jason, is any of this synopsis going to include information that you just learned in this Enterprise episode? No, no. Okay. But All this right. is, but this is incredibly, this is foundational to the episode that we just watched. Okay. So, in the past, so there's a firefight, and the. Admiral Pressman and Riker obviously survived. They got on a shuttlecraft and there's a quote-unquote explosion. The ship seemingly explodes. Mm-hmm. 12, 15, 17 years later, a team, Starfleet Intelligence, believes that the ship has been found. It didn't explode. Okay. Okay. And the Enterprise is ordered to go and retrieve the ship, but more specifically, more specifically, a piece of equipment on board that ship. And it's an astro- and it's in an asteroid field. As we saw Enterprise D flying, it flew into an asteroid field. Mm-hmm. And Captain Picard does not know why, what this, what they're after. And he starts to question Riker. Why are we going through this? It, you know, Picard had, you know, he had to dig deep into Starfleet intelligence and records to find out why is this Admiral so obsessed with getting the ship that's like, you know, now outdated. It's almost 20 years old, right? Why do they need technology from, you know, 20 years ago or nearly Mm -hmm. 20 years ago? Yeah. Riker, under orders from Pressman, says, I can't divulge that information. I'm under orders. And so there's a conflict that he wants to be loyal to Picard, 
but also is under order under pressman to not divulge that information. Okay. So they the Enterprise arrives into this asteroid field. There is a Romulan warbird. They are, you know, conducting sensor sweeps of this asteroid field because they both know what they're looking for. They're looking for the Pegasus, essentially. The Enterprise is ordered under Pressman to enter this cavern, unstable cavern, because they detect the ship. They detect the Pegasus and the Admiral orders the Enterprise with Picard's, um, with his, you know, strictest objections. They find the ship. Pressman and Riker beam aboard. And they go directly, they go to engineering and they disconnect this thing, this device. They beam it back to the Enterprise. Before the Enterprise can escape, <laughs> the Romulan warbird destroys the cavern, the entrance to the to the to the comet, the asteroid. Okay. Okay. So a little bit like a little Empire Strikes Back, but sure. sort of. Yeah. So they are running, they are out of options. They can either so because of the destruction of the entrance. You know, they can't carve their way out because then it would, you know, then they talk about it would collapse on the, on the, on the, on the Enterprise. And so they're kind of out of options. So they can stay there and try to figure out something or they can surrender themselves and get beamed off by the Romulans and take, taken hostage. At that point, Riker finally says it's a cloaking device. And it's more than a cloaking device. It's a incredibly powerful, you know, almost gimmicky kind of cloaking device that it allows the ship to pass through matter. Hmm. Okay, not just cloak, but it allows the ship to pass through matter. Okay. And if you remember in this episode, he Riker and Troy are talking about a treaty called the Treaty of Algeron. Yeah which defines in this episode it says it defines the Romulan neutral zone between okay. the federation and and the and the and the Romulan empire however one other stipulation that it has is that the federation agreed to not develop cloaking technology for their starships okay and this is obviously a violent right and this is obviously a clear violation of the Treaty of Algeron. Yeah. Pressman has been wanting to gain the upper hand on the Romulans, amongst others in Starfleet intelligence and Starfleet defense, that they need to develop Romulan, they need to develop cloaking technology. I'm sorry. And so basically, they use this. And so basically, Riker finally admits to Picard and says, okay, you know, this is a cloaking device. We can adapt it to our ship and then we can pass through this asteroid field safely. They do that. The Picard then orders them to decloak and inform the Romulan government and of this cloaking technology, which we don't hear of what the aftermath of that is. And that's one of the disappointments in the next generation. So I think this is, this is why I think it's season seven. Okay. Um, Wait. And. Well, remind me, remind me to go back to that. We just. Yeah. Okay. okay. And then, so Picard under the treaty of Algeron has Pressman arrested and Riker too, because Riker surrenders himself because he was part of it. Mm -hmm. One of the other things that I forgot to mention was that Riker that Picard, the, the, the key element here is that Picard confronts Riker in the middle of the episode and says, tell me, well, what are we after? What was going on? And Will says, sorry, Captain, I'm under strict orders to not say anything under Admiral under the Admiral's orders. And Picard kind of threatens him a little bit. And he's like, okay, fine. You can keep me in the dark. 
And I and he's and Picard says, I have to trust on you to not put the Enterprise, not allow Admiral Pressman to endanger the ship. And one of my favorite lines is, or I will have to reevaluate the command structure of the ship. Hmm. And you're like, whoa, whoa. He would demote. I mean, right. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're Picard, you would demote your first officer if it came to that. Right. But mm-hmm. luckily, he, in the end, he does the right thing. I, and I'm talking about Riker. He does the right thing. He does say, Captain, this is a cloaking device, but it's more than that. It allows a ship to pass through man. He does open up. And I guess that is the... And I guess that was the writer's way out for this epic, for these are the voyages, is that it wasn't a one-on-one conversation. It was just in that moment, it was like, oh, we're stuck, or we can take be taken prisoners by the Romulans and taken back to Romulus, Right. Or we can do the right thing and install, or we can install this cloaking device and pass through the asteroid field safely. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like he opened up, opened up because he felt the compunction to be honest to his captain and his friend. It was just, they were literally in a rock and a hard place. And Mm -hmm. to me, it's one of the major disappointments. I have a couple of major disappointments with major disappointments with this episode. One, like I said, it really, really, I think to me and people on YouTube and in our podcast, comment down below, tell me I'm wrong. But to me, it cheapens the episode, the Pegasus. It kind of downgrades a little bit to me the relationship between Picard and Riker up to that moment, up to this point, because then I think it's okay after that, if this is part of canon, which it is, obviously. And then it didn't give the Enterprise NX-01 crew the finale I think they deserved, because they were basically second fiddles to a it was kind of a mini next generation episode really because mm. there wasn't yeah. really the crew of the nx01 because we had skipped ahead six years to paul became kind of emotional and all that kind of stuff and as you mentioned there were a couple of character changes and it wasn't the real them it was if you, we really think about it, it was the holograms it was their holographic duplicates, I guess, from yeah. the 24th century. And it wasn't a proper send up. The, and the other thing, too, let me just finish. Yeah. Um, one more point or two more. Um, no, one more point, but I'll save the last one for later. And Tucker really had to die just to, for, for Riker to kind of see that whole picture of the friendship between Riker and Picard essentially is a lot like in some ways the Picard, the Riker Picard relationship, the, to the Archer Reed relationship, or I'm sorry, Archer Tucker yeah. relationship. Sorry. Right. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, I agree that the second fiddle thing, because it felt like they knew they were getting canceled they didn't get to end of the show on their own terms. Mm-hmm. So they're, you, it's, it's almost like you could see through their process. They were like, how do we end this with a bang? Let's have a huge cameo. Um, but how do we weave in a big cameo into this episode? So the only, the only way to do that is to have this big time jump. But you're totally right. It it took away from the stars of this show and put the emphasis on the stars of another show. Yeah. Um, But uh, either either I didn't catch it, but 
what the whole Pegasus incident, what did mm-hmm. that have to do with the program that Reichert was running for Enterprise? Uh, yeah, so I think, so it, it, the, the program that Riker was running, the founding of the Federation, right? This yeah, alliance. Right. Was, is a device, was probably just a plot device basically used to say, because Counselor Troy probably, she suggested go back to this point in time. Yeah. Because I think, because, because in her mind, it, it set up a parallel to Mm. the conflict of what Riker was going through. Does he follow the orders of Admiral Pressman or does he follow the friendship Mm. that he has with friendship, the loyalty to Picard and they hint and they drop several hints of that in this episode. Like when Chef is talking to Paul, she says, you know, serving on board the Enterprise for this long, you know, has allowed me to understand that humans illogically follow their instincts and their loyalty. Oh, mm. boom. Right. Oh, that's to Riker. Like, oh. I need to, you know, I should, you know, confess to my, open up to my captain and break the orders, right, of the Admiral. And then, you know, and then I think it was Dr. Flox was like, you know, or some, or I think it was Tucker that says, you know, Archer's always following orders and is like, and then he throws our Riker back into like, oh, you know what, should I, you know, should I follow what Pressman is saying under orders under an oh, admiral or whatever well, the case. Sorry, okay. You know what would help me out a lot? Yeah, is, sorry. Okay, so in this episode we just watched, mm-hmm. in this episode of Enterprise, the scenes that we saw of Riker and Troy, where do those take place within the Pegasus episode of TNG? Is it they, after, they do- before, No, during? no, it's during. It's during. It's during. during. So it's kind of like, so, it's so kind of could, like behind the scenes. It's like an extended version. That, exactly. Of, of the Pegasus episode. Exactly. And that's why okay. I said, and that's why, and I'm glad you brought that up because that clarifies and that brings home what I was trying to say. And I probably said it pretty poorly. Um, no, I thought you did a good job. It was that just me. Uh, this is why it felt more of like, in next generation episode mm-hmm. yeah it's a lot like um it was the extended cut of yeah the yeah 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 or if any lion king fans out there it's kind of like Uh-oh. lion king one and a half oh no where it's like the timon and pumbaa kind of it's happening with the lion king surrounding it in the background but it's from their perspective. Bro, okay. <laughs> no, no, don't like that reference. No, it's never fine. seen Lion King one and a half? Okay, well. I vaguely familiar. I know yeah. what you're saying. It, it's like it's it's almost like the deleted scenes yeah. of the Pegasus episode. It's kind of like Rogue One. It, it's very much like Rogue One. Yeah, it's very much um, like Rogue One. Or even some of the animated stuff that takes place parallel to things we saw in the films. Right, or like Clone Wars, right? Yeah. It's happening kind of during... Stuff we saw films. in yeah. the films. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, see I, I mean, no one has ever accused me of paying really good attention but um like his age like he clearly in the real world had aged yeah and well, he did not he did not look like Reichert from the original run of tng so to me th- that those scenes took place uh years after tng episode. but i know i 
finally what was happening is that I was in the middle of the Pegasus thing and it was yes. his, his reason for why he would yeah so I don't know man uh, other than like the big cameo ever, I'm, and I'm sure everyone enjoyed playing homage paying homage to um this mainstay of star trek i'm sure all those enterprise actors were thrilled to have him on set no i don't know man that was weird. yeah right right that's that, that's what i'm conflicted too right because it's like wow, we couldn't even have a series finale of our own. We need to bring in some of the big guns. I don't want to yeah. say big guns. But it like, is. No, that's exactly like what it is. Better track. I don't even want to say that. Like that's, but, but that's what it is. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 You're right. It's, it's like, it is. it's like admitting we strayed off the path. So here's a way to get firmly back in the middle of the path by like bringing in the big guns. Yeah. And that, and that right off the bat, that's why I was like, Oh, that's why. And I can't find a better word than cheapens. It just downgrades the whole thing. Like it makes me sad that it makes me wistful and kind of sad that, like really Riker like that he it would take him this kind of thing to come to that decision right 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 like I'm not disappointed in like I'm not disappointed in the way in the end I'm always the journey kind of person right I'm always the journey I'm just disappointed in the way they wrote that journey I was like, that's unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, Riker would have told Picard. Right. At some point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it had parallels know. too with Reed's secret service. Yeah. Assignment in his, thing. Yeah. In section 31. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Definitely. That was one of those things I was going to say earlier. Oh, okay. It was, I was surprised they, they didn't put that in there somehow but and i guess and so i guess i we i guess after thinking about it i guess it does make sense that it is like five or six years into the future because worse because because troy specifically pointed out and told Riker to go to this moment to help him make the decision the rights you know make help him make the, the decision Mm-hmm. You know, and this just happened to parallel, you know, do what, does Archer follow the orders of Starfleet and head straight to San Francisco, or does he help out a friend in Tran, you know, or, yeah, and then, like, you know, and then the relationship between Tucker and Archer, what do you think of his death, by the way? Um, yeah, it, it felt like, uh, I can't think of any good examples right now, but it does feel like when there's a story that maybe has nowhere to go, but wants to be a big deal that kills off the like central character or it, it's, it's kind of like a cheap thrill, right? It's like, yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. It, 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 it felt, it, it didn't feel like they earned that. They just, again, needed something big and dramatic and emotional to happen. So they just, they just killed off Tucker in yeah. a kind of random way. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, in, and it works like those things work. Like I honestly was like, I was sad about that. Um, I like Tucker, but I was also primed because I was sad about like, 
even though we've had issues with this this series, I get I get emotionally attached to things, and so just with it sure. coming to an end, um, I feel like every show that I watch all the way through, I get this like kind of hollow depression afterwards. A little sadness. Yeah. Yeah. So I was already primed there, and, and that kind of kind of pushed me over the edge. But but it did feel like like they didn't have anything to say or anywhere to go, so they just kind of like went for the cheap, yeah, the the cheap out. I don't yeah, know, I agree easy out. Yeah, I agree with you. It's a real. It is a bummer, though. I mean, like think about if you were Linda Park. Is that her name? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, like you have like 90 seconds of dialogue at the beginning and then you're never seen on screen again. When are you going to be like, well, guess that was it. Uh, you know, it just seems like like perhaps maybe this episode should have been really given a lot of screen time to Mayweather, Sato, I Reed, yeah. Tucker, to Paul and archer flocks you know so that's those are the seven right yep um and just give each of them three solid minutes yep and i agree with that figure this out i agree with that and 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 that and that has been a complaint i think of ours through this entire series Mm -hmm. where they're completely totally underused um Which is why I think this series doesn't hit as hard for me because I didn't. Really get to know all of the characters. We didn't suss them all out over four seasons. Right. We didn't get to know them that well. Yeah, we got to know, you know, and the characters that we did like. Is because we did suss them out quite, <laughs> quite, you know, quite well, right? You know, mm-hmm. to Paul, Archer, Tucker, to, Tucker to a certain extent, but really, I mean, the characters that I really enjoyed was were the ones that they gave depth and the ones that they kind of explored a little bit more, where we didn't get to see too much more of Reed and Mayweather and Sato and Flocks. To a certain degree. I mean, I love Fox and I wish they give him more. I, you know, I love Sato and Mayweather. I wish they would have given them more. But, you know. Yeah, for sure. That's not what happened. (laughs) And then I'm also convinced. So I'm convinced that if they were given another season we would have gotten, I think, an upgraded Enterprise. Mm -hmm. And I also really think that Commander Shran, unfortunately, Connor Trenier, unfortunately, with his death, would not have played, obviously, a role in season five. Hmm. I think they were, I think they may have were thinking, I don't know if this is true or not, but I could see that Commander Shran would have succeeded Tucker in that character space and that we would have seen an Andorian serving on board the USS Enterprise. And that would have been really interesting to see it to Paul and Shran and Archer dynamic play out for the rest of Enterprise. But obviously that's those episodes are gonna have to be written and played in our head. But that to me I think is what would have happened if they were given a season five. I think Jeffrey Combs would have been a series regular and become part of the crew. Yeah, I think you're right. But you still think, though, they would have killed Tucker if there was a season five? Yeah, I think so. 
I think so. I, I I don't know. Maybe not Tucker. Maybe another character. But I I I I, and maybe that goes against my my better judgment or my better thought that maybe they could have had this entire ensemble cast, but plus Shran. Yeah. So I think for me, so Paul was on a journey of embracing her emotion and her empathy for other people opening up her emotions. Mm -hmm. And I think when her and Tucker fell in love, that was the like, you know, that was her hero's journey completed. But to me, the appropriate way to, to button her journey would have been for her and Tucker to admit that they are together and that they are in love mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. maybe, maybe even have a wedding. Um, yeah. um, I feel like that was what we needed. We needed them to come together openly and honestly. I did like that. They gave Archer his moment in the spotlight. Yeah. I think that, that was appropriate. Um, I just think that every character was on a journey and and uh, they could have gotten there. They could have taken them there at the end. I'm with you. I'm with you because as much as this was, pain, you know, as much as this was hard to see him, for them, the heartache was losing their child, Right losing the baby at the end of the last episode. Yeah. I mean, and that I, was, I know what you're yeah. saying, but it wasn't really their child, right? No, it wasn't. It wasn't right. It, it, no, you're right. It wasn't. But at the same time, it was a thing, right? And it did have their DNA and it did have, you know, um, it was part of them. And that to me was like heartache enough. And this was just unnecessary. <laughs> unnecessary. Yeah. So, okay. Um, apparently oh. when, when this show ended, there was a bit of an uproar amongst the fans but there was also like cast members were like outwardly not fans as well and so uh braga brandon braga said um it's the final episode of an 18 year run for star trek so he's saying that like there was this era that obviously he was a big part of that was coming to a close and they felt the need to also say goodbye to the next generation. Like they needed to like say, say goodbye to the whole franchise, I guess in, in their minds. Yeah, I could see that. Because that was the end for Star Trek for a long time. That was the last, you know, episode of, of Star Trek for. Yeah. And, and now we know in hindsight that that wasn't true. But right. at, the, at the time, it felt like serialized Star Trek is over forever or something. Yes. And, yes. And how do we how do we uh, like give it the send off it deserves Oh and. boy, and they missed. <laughs> oh man. You, you know, if you're writing a love letter to the fans, boy, oof. That was more like a dear John and not like a <laughs> not a love letter to the fans. In in my humble opinion, people can disagree with me, obviously. And I respect it, but 
for me. Oh, missed it. <laughs> Maybe they had written too much Trek at that time, and they were just like, ah, oh, let's get it over with. Let's just get it done. Run out of ideas. The, the, the well is dry. I think that happens too, like... I think these showrunners, I think that it takes it out of them. And I'm oh, sure at sure. the end, they're just done. For sure. For sure. I can see that. But I think we, we talked about on this podcast before how the majority of, of series finales do not go over well. Yeah, we talked. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Like, I vividly remember when Seinfeld ended... My uncle, who's a big fan of Seinfeld, told me, he's like, yeah, that was the worst episode of Seinfeld ever. <laughs> yeah, and like, okay. All of these big shows when they, I mean, famously Game of Thrones, people still to this day have major, major issues mm-hmm. with that, that finale. Mm-hmm. I have issues with it. I'm not like totally sure. up sure. in arms about it, but sure. um no one seems to get it right. I mean, maybe the office is like maybe one of the only ones who got it right, but it, I could even nitpick that, you know, they, they prolonged the show like two seasons after Steve Carell left and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't know, man. The, mash the, mash was a big finale, right? Yeah. Did get, yeah. Did into yeah, mash? yeah. I know. No, yeah, I never got into I, either. No, I, I couldn't. But yeah, I understand that was a huge. That was a really good finale. And for me, one that stands out, and I've probably said it, and it's true. Uh, Deep Space Nine and mm-hmm. um, The Next Generation. All good things. Okay. And then Deep Space Nine, the things that we leave behind or the things that we left behind or whatever that episode was called. Those were two really good ones. And then more recently, Star Trek Picard season three, that was a really good series finale too. So, okay. But what I was going to say is that this episode, These Are the Voyages, uh, is the second. It is the, yeah, it's the first or the second series finale, I think, that didn't end in the way I think it should have. And that, like, so, and so, like, the original series was unceremoniously canceled and they weren't given, like, a final, final episode. Okay. But the last episode of the series was called Counterclock Incident, which didn't have any finality to it whatsoever and so this like that one Hmm. um i think had this one didn't have a feeling of a series finale got it i didn't know that was it abruptly canceled yeah okay Mm -hmm. yeah and then there was what like a 20 year gap Oh, from 69 to, I mean, the first, the motion picture came out in 70. I think it was pretty close, maybe like a year or so after Star the first Star Wars, New Hope. I think it was like 78 or 79. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. Because Paramount was like, oh, you know, oh, jinkies, there's this thing called Star Wars. Right, right. We need to have something. Oh, don't we have something? Can't we revive, you know, mm-hmm. the show that was canceled like 10 years ago? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there were talks, I think, in the 70s of like a Star Trek TV miniseries. And it like the talks would go and it stopped. I wasn't there, obviously, but, you know, I've read a, that it would stop and it would go and it stop and it go. And finally they were like, you know, let's make the movie. I see. Okay. But for serial, but for television. Yeah. Like 20 years later, 1987. Yeah. For Star Trek, the next generation. Hmm. Well, buddy, 
Was there anything else with this episode you want to talk about? Um, not in particular, but just the series. I just wanted to see what your kind of like recap of four seasons of what do you think? Uh, yeah, uh, I will do that. But I wanted to before I forget the yeah. name tag thing. Do you think that was for the benefit of the person running the program? Uh, like, like if you're running the program yeah maybe you, maybe you know it's kind of like having the name floating above their head like in a video game like. yeah <laughs> yeah maybe maybe the, the other thing too that i thought it was going to be for the ceremony like when they're all back on earth like that's yeah. just your like you know like your conference name tag you know when you go to a big conference right or but except that's what I thought it was. except that archers went away yeah when he was gonna give his speech right so, so i and then i was like oh then it then they call kind of went away or just his well because Flox's went away as well right well, i don't know i don't know if he ever had his but for sure in that last scene he didn't have it yeah so i always thought, I, to me i thought that was like a conference name badge <laughs> okay i don't know yeah yeah well i mean so the series i think for me um I, I think we hit on it a couple episodes ago when we we're talking about Star Trekiness. Yeah. Um, that this show didn't have the like philosophical kind of reflecting on on deeper meaning and 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 approaching things from from like a philosophical place, I, I thought that it hit those notes, but it always did it in like an action way where it was like, they're, for, they're forced to make a decision by external factors, as opposed to like reaching a decision via debate and like thinking about what is ethical, what is moral and asking the big questions and then and then taking action based on what they come up with it was more like there's a sense of urgency in this series that i was not ready for uh, i see and it, and, and, you it, would... and it left me with this like uh lack of really to me, knowing what people's what what their what their like ethos was, I guess, right? Like, yeah. And and you would think, right, that that this was like their first go round, right? Like this was their. Like th- th- this was the writers and the showrunners and the executive producers, like their first, like first show, right? Like, because it didn't establish those things that you're saying. Mm-hmm. So it kind of felt like, in a lot of ways, that it kind of felt like the original series, or not the original series, but almost like a, uh, like the first time that they were ever doing a Star Trek, right? Like, because they didn't take those cues as you were talking about, right? Do you agree? I mean, yes. Am I off base on that? Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah. But it wasn't their first time. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's, and that's, and I, and that's what's frustrating about it. Um, I I agree with you. I, that to me, that's what was frustrating about it. Is like, wait a minute, there was a blueprint there, mm-hmm. and it worked. Why are you going away from it so often? Yeah, I mean, I I guess I do appreciate though that it does feel intentional. It feels like because this is the infancy of this whole thing. Yeah, that humans haven't had to 
like uh marinate on some of these it's big true. questions whereas like in this show dr flox being a denobulan in a more advanced society oftentimes played that role that i yeah. was looking for and i think we're i think we're supposed to get the impression that humans are evolving to this this um more advanced civilization i think you're right i think that sounds that sounds right that that probably yeah that sounds right and and i think you and i have a tendency to kind of forget that (laughs) yeah i just think they i think they could have done more in that regard yeah because because to me like star trek like this this series had a lot of action and it was all it was all good and entertaining. I just don't think that's what keeps people coming back. I, yeah. I, th- I think that people are are looking for the 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 interesting that like the introspective sort of moral quandaries and and that type of stuff. And and my favorite episodes were always the ones like like Dear Doctor with with flocks. Yeah, had to decide do we do we save this species and basically commit it uh uh and, genocide and, right and basically yeah, genocide yeah and, ba- and basically propel this like ongoing genocide of their enemies because we have the antidote or we have the cure right here all we have to do is hand it to them or do we not do that and then save this emerging species. Mm-hmm. And like to me, that like that's what I was looking for when we uh, when we started this whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I enjoy that a lot. I enjoy that much more than bad costumes and death stars. <laughs> <laughs> All of season get, three. You have to get used to that too. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's the Death Stars of season three, just the yeah. one Death Star after another. It is the final order. <laughs> yeah. Copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste. Yeah, exactly. so. yeah. How about you, buddy? No, I, I'm not going to... You know what? I'm going to leave it where... I'm going to leave it there. I Okay. I agree with you, and I'm just going to leave it there. Okay. All right. That well, is a perfect way to end that. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, buddy, for going on that this journey with me, and I'm no, excited to you. keep excited to keep it going. Yeah, I'm excited to see where we go next. Yeah. We don't even know where we're going. We don't next. know where we're going to go next. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm sure we'll figure it out pretty quickly. Yeah, we'll be back soon. Yeah, we need to figure out what is next, um, which series is next. And that's honestly, Jason, that is very exciting that we're going to start a new series. Me too. I'm excited. Um, I'm literally literally giddy at the prospect of that. I'm excited. Um, It's been a, I mean, I know it's, it's an easy pun joke to make. It's been a long road. Because, I mean, I think we started this in late 2020. Yes, so. it was like October of 2020. Yeah. Right. We started, in we like, started recording. Them. Yeah. Like it was the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was the early stages of the, pan- the COVID pandemic or the thing. Yeah. And we just, it, you know, th- you know, to your credit, to you, this was your idea we had talked about doing stuff together and we had talked star Wars maybe or something else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, um, landed on star Trek, which actually for those people, for those listeners out there and for our fans, I was, I actually was like, let's do something, not star Trek and let's do something. Star Wars. <laughs> And because I was like, well, <laughs> you know, because I wanted to do something that was more of your jam and to get to talk about that kind of stuff. 
and you were like, no, it's oversaturated. There are too many Star Trek or Star Wars podcasts and YouTube videos and all that kind of stuff. I still know. So yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I still feel that way, but it's, but it's also that I don't feel totally in tune with where Star Wars has gone. Oh, even though, even though I watched all of the Clone Wars, I watched all of the Rebels. Um, there were so many episodes that I was paying attention 45% of the time. Like the rest of the time, it was just kind of on in the background because it wasn't engaging enough and there was too much of a of it for me to like really focus on it to appreciate it to the point where I could actually like get in a podcast and say something relevant. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Yeah. I mean, like, okay, the, you know, the films, particularly a younger version of me, I feel like I could have talked about for hours, but those things have been like superseded by something else. Right. And, but I, but very grateful that you're also a Star Wars fan, and yeah, that we, oh, we always end up talking about Star Wars. We will, um, yep. We're, Ahsoka in six yeah. days. Yeah, so I'm excited for that for sure. But that, but, but Ahsoka is a great example. If I was on top of my game, so to speak, I would have watched all of those Ahsoka ones. I would know in the back of my hand, and then like when this series hits, I would like pick up on all the Easter eggs and stuff. And I'm just not there. I just, yeah. I got you. And and the thing is, like, I would much rather go back and watch Andor than go back and watch Clone sure. Wars. And sure. that, that is on my list of things to do. Is to go oh, back. okay. So, so good. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Yeah. You were really, <laughs> not that I wasn't, not that, that I wasn't. I, I loved Andor too, but mm -hmm. yeah. Um. Yeah, and then I don't know if you saw Oppenheimer, but they had a preview. Haven't yet. Haven't yet. Yeah, they had I a want it desperately. They had a preview for a new movie with um Michael B. Washington or whatever his name is. Okay. Um, a new Star Wars? No, it's a new sci-fi movie, but it's oh. directed by the guy who directed Rogue One. Oh, oh, yeah. Gareth. Gareth Edwards? Edwards, yeah. So, does it look good? It, I thought it looked very good. Yeah. Okay. Becky was not a fan, but. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll talk Star Wars yep. on this podcast. It's particular with Ahsoka coming out, and we always do. Yeah. You know, kind of hoping they bring back Anakin. So. Oh, there's definitely. Oh, with the last trailer that came out. I didn't see it. Did they have okay. Anakin in it? There was Anakin stuff in it, yes. New Anakin stuff? Yes. Wow, okay. Yes. Yes. That was a bold move on their part. Well, I mean, <laughs> this takes place after Battle of Endor, so he's Force Ghost. In the previews, he is? I I would imagine so. If it's not Force Ghost, then it's either flashbacks, mm. unseen flashbacks, unseen flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, got it. And or holograms that she's mm. kind of, you know, old holograms that he's kind of a part of. But he was a Force Ghost, you know. I mean, so you never know. You never know. And Hayden Critis. Hayden Christensen has kind of been revived a little bit, thankfully. He has nothing better to do. Yeah. I don't I don't see him uh working on anything else. So right, right, Darth, right, Darth Vader right. seems like a good home for him. Yes. <laughs> All right. Next episode, let's debate on why Hayden Christensen anti-aged as a ghost but obi-wan did not oh. <laughs> okay. deal yeah deal deal <laughs>
we're going to pick the brain of George <laughs> Lucas. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Jason, thank you. Thank you. Everyone. Like, fall. comment, subscribe. Yeah. All that stuff. Appreciate it. Yeah, on, on every platform, on YouTube, now Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Twitter, please. If you're on Twitter or X, excuse me. Uh, oh, follow, yeah. You too. Follow us on X. Uh, thriving Star Trek community on there. And, it's not uh, 10. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is. And until next time, live long and prosper. And may the force be with you. See ya.